Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan, Director of Marketing for Digital Services at Sport Clips. This is another uh, edition of our Sport Clips Hall of Fame podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Back by popular demand, we're going to do another episode featured uh, uh, about our Ageless Aviation Partnership that we have that does the dream flights for veterans. So uh, we're here Right now, uh, just did a couple this morning, some more this morning, and so it's fresh on our minds, and we want to really promote this great organization. So I'm lucky uh, lucky enough right now, I have one of the pilots with me, so I'm going to have him introduce himself. Hi, Chad. Uh, my name is Tim Newton. Uh, I am a volunteer pilot for the Ageless Aviation Dreams Foundation. Uh, I've been flying with them now for, I think this is my fourth year, hmm. uh, volunteering. My wife and I, my wife Grace and I live in San Antonio. Uh, and uh, we do this in our spare time. We volunteer our time, and uh, we love doing it. We love traveling and flying the veterans and uh, hearing their great stories and being able to say thank you back to them for yeah. what they've done for us. Now, you, you mentioned that you've been flying with them for four years, but let's qualify that really quickly. <laughs> you've been flying longer than four years, obviously, so give me, give me and, and you've served in the military. Can yes. you give me, let's, let's uh, hit the rewind button on okay. your life, your career. Take me back to... Uh, all right. You went to college, I believe, to one of the academies. I did. I went. Okay. I graduated uh, from the Air Force Academy, and uh, right after graduation, I went to pilot training uh, in uh, Columbus, Mississippi, which happened to be my mm. hometown. Oh, that's where that <laughs> accent's from. Okay, I've been trying to pick that out all weekend. That's right. So, all right. That's right. So uh, I went to pilot training. Uh, after graduation from pilot training, uh, I was fortunate or unfortunate enough. Uh, to be chosen to stay there as an instructor pilot. Okay. So I stayed there and was an instructor pilot in a T-37 for five years. Um, following my instructor tour, I was uh, chosen to go fly F-16s. Wow. And I went... Uh, Is that, I'm assuming that's a step-up speed-wise <laughs> from the T-37 or whatever you were training in? Uh, a slight step-up. Yeah, uh, I went from uh, 200 miles an hour to about uh, four or 500 wow. miles an hour. So uh, it was it was fantastic. How I, often was Top Gun playing in your house and the soundtrack and Kenny Loggins? Is that just on an endless cycle or loop? Yeah, it, <laughs> or because it was naval, you're like, no, I don't yeah. want anything to do with that. No, it's probably how often was it not playing okay, in my there you house? Go. Uh, <laughs> uh, it still goes in my yeah, head I, when I fly. Uh, so no, I, I love that movie. But uh, no, I flew I flew F-16s all over the world. Um, I went to a training in Tampa, Florida. And my first assignment was over to Germany, and mm. I was stationed at Spangdahl Air Base in Germany. Okay. Uh, I flew... Uh, was it Eglin in uh, Tampa, or where were you It there? was McDill. Oh, okay. McDill mm. Air Force Base in, mm. in uh, Florida. And uh, when I was in Germany, that was in the early 90s, I got there right at the end of the first Gulf War. All right. Uh, so I flew... Uh, I've got uh, some combat time over Iraq. Uh, flew a lot of combat missions there. And then we were also we had uh, Serbia Bosnia thing going on. We did on Bosnia right also. Yeah. That's right. So we were we were splitting our time flying combat missions over Iraq uh, and Bosnia. Okay. Uh, so not a lot of time at home, but it was it was great flying, uh, great experience. Not a lot of fun to get shot at, but mm -hmm. hey, that's that's part of the job. Yeah. So, but it was a lot of fun. Following that tour, I uh, I went to Phoenix to Luke Air Force Base. Okay. To be an instructor pilot in the F-16. Right, so back to instru oh, okay. You're, that's right. So you're now instructed on the F-16. That's right. right. So I instructed in the F-16 uh, for um, three more years. Love that, and thoroughly and love teaching guys how to fly more. Uh, you'll see a trend here because mm -hmm. there's more. 
following that tour, um, they needed me to go uh, remote to uh, Korea for a right. year without my oh, family. Yeah. And do you have kids at this point? I did. Okay. And had a brand new baby. Oh. And that just wasn't oh. going to fit in, uh, into, into what we needed to do. So yeah. instead of going to Korea uh, in the F-16, I gave up flying the F-16 and went back to Columbus Air Force Base again to fly the T-37 again to be an instructor pilot okay. again. Uh, for three more years. Wow. So for your family. I That's mean, right. You, you, yeah. Well, you climbed out of the, yeah. your favorite cockpit, yeah, probably. I did. I did. Too. Wow. That's that's awesome story as, but as it worked, a dad. It worked out. Um, following that tour, I got out of the active duty Air Force and uh, got hired by Northwest Airlines. And I started flying for Northwest hmm. Airlines. Uh, and at the same time, I joined the reserves, the Air Force Reserves, okay. part-time. And they were nice enough to let me transition from the T-37, which is the, the first trainer, yeah. to the T-38, which is the fighter trainer. All right. So it's faster. It's a, a fighter-type jet. And I flew as an instructor in a T-38 in the reserves for 11 years, while at the same time I was Commercial. flying commercially yeah. for Northwest. Well, Thank you for your humility. You're leaving out part of your career that I definitely wanted to touch base uh, about. And that is um, because I, uh, I'm i an Air Force brat. Yes. My dad served for 22 years, moved all over the world. Aviano Air Force Base yes. in Italy, especially during the, the Bosnian conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, was stationed there. Uh, and I had on my wall thunderbird posters (laughs) uh, which if those of you that don't know thunderbirds are kind of like the top pilot they do the air shows all of that kind of stuff they're the heroes to every air force brat Uh, and uh you've already touched base on how important your family is and the sacrifices that you made can you describe to me your thunderbird experience and and exactly what that entailed well when i was at luke air force base as an as an f-16 arizona right as an f-16 instructor pilot uh i had applied to be a thunderbird pilot several years Mm -hmm. but i really wasn't i hadn't met all the i wasn't i had the qualifications but i wasn't really competitive yet Mm -hmm. until my final year and i was competitive that year and i was at luke air force base uh, one of the most experienced F-16 pilots in the U.S. Yep. Um, I had the qualifications, I had the age, I had the seasoning, I had the experience. And the Thunderbirds were hiring uh, every year. They, they, they rotate in new pilots. Mm-hmm. And I applied again, and I was the number one selection from my base, from mm-hmm. Luke Air Force Base, um, and that being the premier F- F-16 base yep. in the world. So my chances were pretty pretty good right. uh, to, to make it onto the Thunderbirds. Well, what I didn't know was that year they decided to institute a new policy. That that year? That year. Oh, my for the, gosh. For the first time that year, they were going to institute a new policy that uh, they were not going to take any pilots who either had a wife who was pregnant or a child under one year old. Mm. And I had a six-month-old. Oh, wow. And so uh, that year, being the number one guy, I was eliminated and uh, didn't make it. Uh, But, you know, it's uh, I always teach my kids. I've I've preached to them from day one. Everything always works out the way it's supposed to work out. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it, had that happened and had I made the Thunderbirds, 
uh, and become a Thunderbird, my life would have been, been yeah. completely different than it is now. And I love the way my life right. turned out. Yeah. It, 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 it took the right path. And it was, it was a hard pill to swallow at the time. And I'd, I was an unhappy guy for quite a while. But I look back on it now, and honestly, it's, it's one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. I, I love that story. And, the, you know, a number of our listeners are stylists or team members at Sport Clips. And to, for you to be able to be the top achiever in your field and still have some disappointment uh, and yet not let that derail you or put you in a funk or make you give up altogether. That's right. And, That's right. and now the perspective that you have all these years it, later, looking back going, yeah. man, it, you know, it put me on the path. Yeah. yeah. It put me on the path I needed to be on. And, uh, so that's, that's how my, it, it turned, it was a fork in the road and, and it put me where I am today. Well, let's talk about where you are today. Okay. So, uh, you're, uh, this is not what you do full time flying for HS Correct. aviation. Correct. So, so, so what do you do? Uh, n- normal, normal days. Well, following, uh, I was flying for Northwest, uh, on nine 11 mm-hmm. and following that the airlines had a huge drawdown yep. and I was laid off along with probably a third yeah. of all the commercial pilots after nine 11. And, uh, luckily I had the military to fall back on because I was in the reserves. Mm-hmm. So I was a, uh, reserve instructor pilot in the T 38s and stayed uh, there at Columbus air force base as a simulator instructor also while I was laid off and I was laid off for four and a half years. Wow. Uh, and all that time I was applying to other airlines mm-hmm. and I was finally picked up and hired by FedEx. And, uh, and again, funny how things work out mm-hmm. because you look out here today yes. and look who's in Joe Gibbs racing, right? Sport right. Yeah. Clips <laughs> and FedEx. That's right. Denny Hamlin. Exactly. Both exactly. So, uh, funny how things work out. But, uh, so now I fly, uh, triple sevens for FedEx internationally all around the world. Hmm. And I absolutely love it. I, it's a fantastic job. And it gives you the flexibility to do this part. It does right? because, because it's international, my trips are usually longer. It's a, I can do one long big trip for 12, 13 days. And then I have time off for the rest of the month to be able to volunteer my time to do this. How did, how did that come about that you, you found out about Ageless Aviation? It was a fit for you. Describe that for me, please. It was pure luck. Uh, my wife, Grace, at the time was working as the communications public relations director at the Air Force Village in, Air, in San Antonio, which is a, a military retirement community. Oh, yeah. Huge. W- great, mm-hmm. great location. And the scheduler for, for Ageless Aviation called her up and said, hey, do you have, might you have some veterans we're going to be in town. Oh, okay. Okay. So Could, this was, they were reaching out. Yeah. They were oh. reaching out because they were just beginning. They're kind of early. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of early on. Yeah. And they reached out to her and said, Hey, do you have some veterans? We're going to be in town. Would you like for us to take a few of them up on flights? Completely free. Doesn't cost you a penny. Well, she did a little research and found out about it. I happened to be home at that, on that day. I wasn't on a trip and she said, would you like to go out to the airport? We went out to the airport and I watched and abs- we just loved it. Had we- you ever flown a steerman before? Never. Okay. Never flown a tail dragger airplane. Certainly never flown a biplane. Yeah. And uh, the the husband and wife team that were there, uh, Mike and Lynn Summers, were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we hit it off with them. And at the time, Ageless Aviation only had three pilots. They had Daryl, yeah. and they had Mike Winterbore, and they had Mike Summers. Okay. The two Mikes fly for American Airlines. 
all three of those are civilian guys. They had no military time, mm-hmm. and they needed a military pilot. They also needed— what They needed why? To be able to connect to with— To communicate, the, okay, and, okay. And, and just, it just, you need it, you're right, yeah. for the communication. Yeah. It, it just, you connect with, with them a little, on a different level. Yeah, for sure. We speak that a different language yeah. sometimes. They also needed someone who understood and could do PR and communications— and and uh, and social media, who that spoke, doesn't seem to be up your alley. Exactly, who spoke military uh, and who spoke seniors. So Grace was the perfect oh, fit for yeah, that. That's and, awesome. And 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 we travel as husband and wife teams when we go to these events. So it allowed us. It was a perfect fit for us, and it was a perfect fit for the organization. Yeah. So we fell in love with it. Uh, I had never flown anything like this, so I, I, it took me about a year and a half to get checked out on this airplane. Wow. It is not, it's an easy airplane to fly. It is not an easy airplane. If it airplane. was 800 miles an hour, you could do it. I could do the, that. That's the, right. The 80 mile an hour plane. It's... <laughs> it is not an easy airplane to land. Mm-hmm. It, it is, I've flown a lot of airplanes in my career, and this is the most difficult airplane I've There's ever There's no autopilot on this one, right? No, you no. Can it's engage and disengage. With. It's difficult to land. Yeah. It's very easy to fly. Mm-hmm. It is very, very difficult to land. But we were the perfect fit for the organization, yeah. and they were the perfect fit for us. Mm-hmm. And we've been with them ever since. And so how many years ago is this now? Uh, that was about four, 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 four or five years, years ago. Okay. Yeah, four or five so years ago. So in, in those four years, you've flown... You probably you probably lost count oh, at this gosh. point. You know you'd uh, have to check the logs. Hundreds, okay, hundreds. You know. uh, give me uh, give me some memorable stories. Oh my gosh, of, uh, flying I, some veterans. I tell you what, I I've got stories that that will just bring tears to your eyes. That that it's funny these these seniors and veterans come out to these events, and they're they've been told or for some reason they think that they're pretty much done right. and they they've done it all and there's really nothing yeah. left for them to do yep. and then all of a sudden we put them in this airplane and take them flying and they realize well wait a minute mm-hmm. maybe i do have more to do yeah. you know so and, and and this doesn't happen all the time this this happens about two three four percent of the time and we call it seeing the magic mm-hmm. and when it happens you see it and it's fantastic yeah. and and here's here's what i mean let me tell you a couple stories it rewires people's brains i don't know how it does it it every now and then and it changes their lives for instance we flew an event daryl and i flew an event in uh cheyenne wyoming and a family a large family 20 25 people signed their grandfather great-grandfather up he was on hospice he's in a hospital bed oh, wow. on oxygen on hospice, World War II hmm. veteran. Uh, I mean, he he was there on day one of World War II, and he was in bad shape yeah. on hospice in a hospital bed. He didn't want to come out. His family signed him up. They all came into town, and and they kind of build it as a family reunion yeah. type thing. Well, they brought him out to the airport. He's in a wheelchair. He's on oxygen. He's they said he's not very mobile, you know, he doesn't. And they were wor- worried that we can't get him in the airplane. Well, I wheel him out in the wheelchair to the airplane, to the back of the wings where we load the, the people. And the whole family is crowded around. And I am turned with my back to the airplane and my back to him. And I'm talking to the family, telling them what to expect on today's flight. And all of a sudden, all their eyes just got gigantic. And I... 
I'm not knowing what's yeah, going on. What's going I, on behind you? I okay. turn around and look. He has taken his oxygen off, st- stood up out of his wheelchair, climbed on the wing, and oh is halfway gosh. up the wing getting in the airplane. <laughs> I've seen. I've been in that. It's not easy to do. It, all by himself. Right. That's what they I'm didn't saying. even know. Yeah, could, I needed help myself. They didn't even know he could stand up. So wow. Daryl, I was crew chiefing for Daryl. Daryl took him flying. They land. We get a call or an email. I can't remember what it is. I think it was an email later, a couple shortly after that. He's not on hospice anymore. He's doing oh. fine. He's got all that adrenaline no, still pumping through his body. He's doing great. He had he had basically been told that he was done, yeah. and wow. and and it was time for him to give up. And he realized, wait a minute, maybe I don't have to give up. Doing fine. I, you know what I think it is. I think he went back and he had all these bragging rights about getting to do this That's dream right. flight. He needed to tell that story to everybody that he met. You so. got it. You got it. We here's another quick one. We had a gentleman in San Antonio that was at Grace's uh, retirement community where she worked. He was a uh, had dementia and Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and he had not spoken in over a year. hadn't spoken a word in over a year. He comes out. He could communicate, but he kind of nodded and he could follow instructions. Yeah. And we said, okay, we can take him flying. We took him flying. He hadn't shut up since. He's he's talking <laughs> full sentences. Full, oh, wow. complete and, communication. And re- good recall now? It, I mean, yeah. better recall? Well, I, I don't know about the recall, but at least he can communicate. Yeah, yeah. He's and expressing he, himself. He had not spoken a word. And his family, we were all amazed. Yeah. But it rewires their brain sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that that is the magic that this thing, this program provides. It's just, it takes them back to a time when they were young. Yes. And vibrant. Great, stronger. And, and, yeah. and having a great time. And it, it it brings back all those memories. And they're a kid again. Mm-hmm. You see them get in this plane. They're a little apprehensive when they first get in. Yeah. But when they get out. They are like a little yeah. kid. They're giggling and kissing the ground and jumping mm-hmm. up and down and singing. And it, it's just fantastic, yeah. the the response that we get from them. And to see what joy it brings to them. Mm-hmm. It, it, why would anybody not want to do that and be a part of that? I, I, you talk about the magic, and I'll tell you from this side of things, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm in... We're in Darlington right now, and I, Sport Clips is great enough. They brought my aunt and uncle who live mm-hmm. in South Carolina. They brought them <laughs> out to the NASCAR races this weekend. So they've kind of got to do the, the, the things that I get to do mm-hmm. uh, and, and hang out. Uh, and the Dream Flight is one of them. And my aunt and uncle did not know that uh, yesterday that they were going to get to do the Dream Flight. And they, they talked to y'all at the race. And my uncle's a Marine Corps veteran. And... Uh, and he, and he just kept, he told me, dog, man, that's cool that you got to do that. And Daryl, uh, the other pilot, uh, talked to him, uh, and uh, more than the pilot, obviously, the head of the organization, and said, why don't you guys come out tomorrow? I don't think my uncle slept last night. He was <laughs> literally on cloud nine before he, in the clouds. He, he, he kept talking about it, and my aunt had given him a hard time because she had wanted to do it. So she marched right. up to Daryl and struck up a conversation and, right. you know, I think conned Daryl into letting her go. But <laughs> uh, but when, when my uncle realized that he could also do it, 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 it was amazing. And he'd been up, he served in the 70s and 80s, so he'd been in helicopters before. He had never been in a you know open cockpit. Mm-hmm. Plane before, mm-hmm. and so he joked that it was better being in a plane, not getting shot at. That's right. Than in a right. helicopter, but uh, but it, what you guys are doing, what this organization is doing, 
the volunteer hours that you guys are putting in. I know you're getting it back in, in terms of the memories and, and, and the right. goodwill and right. all of that, but uh, one of the reasons we love supporting this as, uh, as an organization, Sport Clips, love supporting HS Aviation, is we know the good that it's doing. We can't see it the way that you see it, so that's why you know, I love having you on, yeah. getting to express that stuff. Well, we, we, we're an all-volunteer force, mm-hmm. and we say we're not – we're not paid in money. We're paid in satisfaction yeah. and we are overpaid. And one thing we didn't mention that we really should have mentioned, all these flights are completely free. We don't That's charge, yeah. we don't Thank charge them a penny. Yep. We, this is 100% completely free for the veterans. There is no catch. They cannot buy a flight from us. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's free is because of sport clips. And we can't say thank you to you and the organization enough for allowing us to do this because without you guys, we couldn't do this. It's, it's, it's not cheap to to provide this and we could go out and we could charge money for the flights, but it wouldn't be the same. Right. It wouldn't be as special. And, and everywhere we go, we say, thank you. We tell everybody, look, this is not possible without the sport clips organization. So, uh, you, you guys, you guys make it all possible and we love it. When we're at a location and all the sport clips people come out, oh, yeah, yeah, I know they, they uh, come out and support us and help load I, and tell, I, listen I to the stories. Lot, I run a lot of our social media stuff, and yeah. I see it absolutely. Uh, they, so the, the the way they light they light up yeah. when they come out. Please, please, if you see that we're going to be near you, please come out mm-hmm. and and be a part of the day. You will absolutely love it. And the, one thing, and I know we got to wrap this up. One thing I love, and you've mentioned it earlier about the family reunion for the guy in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yesterday, people were bringing their grandkids yeah, out, and yeah. it really does yeah. bring the family together. They want to see this. It's a family and celebrate event. it. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, you know, I. I Grace is not here, but uh, I hope to get to see her later. She will, uh, she will be I'd call later. her your better half, but you're two pretty good halves. So, uh, <laughs> We're a pretty good fit. Yeah, you guys are. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for your service to this country. and Thank uh, you guys for for letting us do this. Yeah. We absolutely love it. And we'll we'll talk more about Aegis Aviation in podcasts to come, but uh, we'll also provide some information in the podcast notes so you guys can find out how to get involved, how to uh, – to to get uh people signed up the application that they need to for, to fill out but uh but we definitely want to support them so sport clips thanks you guys and appreciates everything that you do thank you we love being here all right thanks